Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Surge at the border. Thousands from Venezuela, Ecuador, and Haiti rushing to the U.S. border. What a hope. What a hope. The solution one local legislator along the border town of Eagle Pass, Texas, now is hoping will be brought up during an October special session called by Governor Abbott of Texas. This is Jami Virgen with Sinclair Broadcasting in Texas with another edition of Immigration Crisis, The Fight for the Southern Border. It's been a long week and we are back in San Antonio for a couple of days. I'm sure we'll be heading back to the border. We wanted to get this special edition of the podcast out there so people can hear one legislator's thought on how to create a solution to the problem that's happening right now on the border. All week long, we were out in Eagle Pass. We spent the night by the side of the river, a couple of the nights, just seeing the sheer number of people. And I'm telling you, you have to be there to realize what it sounds like, what it feels like when you hear the dogs barking from across the river in Piedras Negras, the sister city to Eagle Pass. You hear the dogs barking and you know that there has to be a crowd of migrants heading towards the bridge and then down to the side of the river to cross. It's first the dogs, then you see the Mexican military moving and some lights And then you hear like the rumble of people talking and then you can make out words clearly and a lot of cheering going on as they finally reach their destination. Many of them from Venezuela, Ecuador, Haiti, Haiti. Uh, a lot of people from China I'm being told by our sources down at the Panama border with Colombia. The numbers down there have been incredible numbers that they haven't seen before due to rains on Friday, the number of people that were riding down the river in these canoe type vehicles or boats that are called piraguas by the Indians in Panama. The, the flow slowed down a bit to about 1,500 people that were being transported from the edge of the jungle down the river. It's about a three and a half, four hour ride all the way to the first uh, camp that Panama has set up to be able to register and then run through US um, the U.S. system of checking people out, which is basically biometrics, uh, fingerprints, and then they run them through Interpol. We're told that usually it's about 
15 to 30 people that are sent back on a weekly basis because they find that they have open cases or have committed crimes in their country of origin. So the numbers in Panama went down on Friday. I am waiting for the latest numbers to see if they've gone back up. The rain slow everything down in Panama, but the numbers here have gone up because the number of people or those people who went across in Panama three weeks ago are the ones that are, we're starting to see here now. So with that said, what is the solution? Everyone keeps talking about the problem. Everyone keeps talking about closing the borders. You can close the borders to a certain extent. What one state representative is now suggesting is to charge people $2,000 to be able to come in. It's a processing fee. We're gonna talk now to state representative Eddie Morales, who covers all the way from Eagle Pass, the county is Maverick, all the way across to El Paso, Texas. Talk to me about this morning. So you woke up and you had 4,000 new migrants out there. That's uh, the information that we received this morning. As you know, Mayor Salinas from the city of Eagle Pass is very involved with the situation. He's taken very seriously. So we communicated immediately to see what we could do in our best course of action. I contacted Director McCraw also, as well as some of the DPS officials that are in this area. We came up with a strategy and a plan. Uh, the mayor was willing to execute a criminal trespass affidavit. As you know, on Tuesday, he took action to declare it is, uh, make a disaster declaration for this migrant search that took place. So as city attorneys and as a state rep for this area, I believe that the mayor and the council have the authority and the discretion to be able to um, issue that disaster declaration. It's good for seven days and the council needs to take a vote by a majority decision to extend that disaster declaration and by purview of taking that disaster declaration they can also then do this criminal trespass affidavit which we've just revised the as you see as you've seen the latest um, uh, modifications made to the criminal trespass affidavit it's my understanding that if the mayor has not signed it already he will be signing it very early tomorrow morning and um, in furtherance of that director McCraw from the DPS has um, asked and ordered DPS personnel to be at the bridge to address this issue and assist the state and federal and local officials, which we understand that's taking place already. And we're looking forward to going out there and making sure that we have enough law enforcement and personnel addressing this issue. So when that takes effect, what happens then? Well, the effect will, hopefully the effect will be that that message will then resonate with the rest of uh, the, the migrants that are, uh, are in Mexico still or in Latin America to send a strong message that you will be, if you cross, you will be actually arrested and prosecuted for criminal trespass if you come through Shelby Park or the golf course. Um, it is a, a serious step that the mayor and hopefully the council also, once they vote on this issue, uh, that they're taking, they're putting their foot down because the resources are not here. The funding uh, amounts that are needed to be able to address a migrant surge of four or 5,000 people is not available here. And we need to do more. As you know, I was a Democrat and I was the jo only joint author of Operation Lone Star. I still support many of the actions that Operation Lone Star and the funding that came with Operation Lone Star last session, as well as the additional funds that we appropriated this session, which was last session was $4 billion and this session was $5 billion. So we have over $9 billion in the last three and a half years that the state of Texas 
with the Texas taxpayers' monies have allocated for border security. But the message needs, needs to now go out to Texans, to elected officials, that we cannot continue doing this and expecting different results when we do exactly the same thing. We need to come up with solutions that are gonna address this migrant surge and not just keep trying to address what's right in front of us and these migrants crossing. And that's why the Texas Migrant Processing and Jobs Plan will work. We need more bipartisan support. I'm asking the governor to see if he can in this October special session, if he can place that item uh, and call that item also on immigration and a migrant surge and make sure that we have a plan that we can have bipartisan support so that we can address this issue so that it doesn't continue to happen and we don't keep wasting and being inefficient with the use of taxpayers' monies. Okay, and your plan, and I know we have it, but I want it on this recording. Sure. Tell us what the plan is. So let's just take Eagle Pass, right, and the Del Rio sector, for, for example. We have created, by all our own actions at the state and the federal level, we have created this industry for cartels and human smugglers where it's created a billion dollar industry for the movement of these migrants. We need to take that away from the cartel and the human smugglers and the state of Texas needs to initiate that processing through our dry land ports. We cannot expose our law enforcement out there in the river or treat migrants inhumanely to address some of the concerns that are expressed by both local folks as well as those folks in the interior of Texas and in the U.S. If we were to charge every one of these uh, migrants when they first were starting to come in, the mayor of Piedras Negras con uh, uh, did an audit of them. And it was found that they had two to five thousand dollars in their pockets because that's what they have to pay the cartel and the human smugglers to cross them. If we took that industry away and the state of Texas charged a processing for an ID with an RFID chip so that we could process them through our dry land ports and we can also put special conditions on them like if they come and they reside in Texas and they cross through Texas, they're going to have to pay that initial assessment fee of two thousand dollars. Just using the Eagle Pass Del Rio sector numbers alone, we had 1,600 people crossing daily. That would generate $3.2 million a day, and it would generate over $1.2 billion annually in actual re uh, renewal fee, uh, you know, fees that we could charge the, the state of Texas. Then we would have renewal fees on a yearly basis. And I'm also proposing a state migrant income tax that would be assessed so that we can maintain some sort of revenue that would be coming in so that we can continue to address it and send it to our border for border infrastructure and also to combat the illicit drug trade that's crossing through our ports and also the fentanyl that's crossing and that the governor has made a number one priority in fighting fentanyl. This is the way that we are uh, having solutions to this issue of the migrant surge by m making sure that we send a clear message to Latin America that if you come, you will be asked to pay into the system, not take from the system, and that there will be processing fees and renewal fees that will be charged. And in addition, we impose conditions where you cannot get anything above a class C misdemeanor or risk deportation or being ch um, uh, sent to another state as the governor is already doing. We're doing these efforts already. We just need to put more teeth through this Texas Migrant Processing and Jobs Plan so that we can address both the Republican, Independent, and the Democrat concerns that we see throughout the spectrum and that we can have a, <clears throat> an actual economy that is responsive to the needs of our current uh, employment issues, our over 800,000 jobs in Texas that remained uh, uh, unfilled, a 4% uh, very low unemployment rate, 
and we have issues with you know construction projects in our major cities that remained um, um, uh, on standstill because we don't have enough personnel um, to address those. We have uh, farmers um, and, and farmlands that have lost crops or do not have enough uh, personnel to address this issue. We have the hospitality industry, which is in, in, in a heavy format, it, it, it depends a lot on these migrants also. We would be able to provide a platform by which employers would feel comfortable and would know that they can work with these migrants and they would be able to employ them without having any criminal repercussions on the employer side. The employee also, the migrant, would also be gainfully employed, would not be subject to, you know, uh, receive, having to receive any state benefits or federal benefits. And we would put those conditions on them. And in addition to them, we would also do nothing above a Class C misdemeanor to make sure that they remain in good standing and that they know that there's consequences to their actions. We're going to have more this week. We have a ton of interviews that we want people to hear in their entireties when we were out there in Eagle Pass. A lot of times, because what we do is TV, we only have a certain amount of time to fill or be able to do a story. So therefore, these interviews are valuable so that people can hear them for themselves. And they're unedited, so you can hear exactly what those that are in the middle right in the middle of all of this on the border in the epicenter have to say from san antonio texas i'm jamie virgen with sinclair broadcasting for another edition of immigration crisis the fight for the southern border